good morning, good day, and good night. You may have stumbled upon this podcast randomly as you browse around a graveyard full of ghouls, driving on an endless road with your killer laying in the back seat, waiting for the right opportunity to slit your throat. Or, you know, just by personal interest. However, what you may not know is what you're about to hear are extremely sinister stories. This show contains all depths of horror that lurks around our society. Kidnapping, torture, murder, you name it. Whether it's down a dark alley or from the pitch black closet in a bedroom. If it's the paranormal that haunts our surroundings or demonic possession that needs to be cleansed. A flying saucer that hovers over our helpless world. These files are for one's understanding, but listener discretion. You are warned. If you wish to be part of the cult, well, not a cult, but family, (laughs) hit the five star in Apple Podcasts and subscribe to wherever you are listening. Now that you are brave enough, are you ready to open these cryptic files? guys how's everyone's day going i tell you what life is strange there's been a lot of ups and downs but during the downs i've managed to find myself in ways that were covered and i've grown more into an adult (laughs) tremendously but it hasn't been all that difficult uh i'm sure all of you have had to look at the world differently uh especially current times you know We only have one life to live, so we must cherish it the best way possible. We have to adjust to what is thrown at us. As you can tell, I'm trying to lift y'all's spirits uh, in case you need it. Well, today's episode is a different one. It's a more lighthearted, fun episode. Here recently on Cryptic Files, you, you will get the most gruesome stories society presents, but every now and then, we need some relief. Today on the show, I bring on my cousin Cody, and we sit down and talk about spooky childhood stories. We watch and review deep web videos that we used to sit in the dark to, and we discover a wild story about a British model, Chloe Ailing, and how she was kidnapped and attempted to be sold to the Black Death Group. It's a silly one for sure, as I mispronounce a lot, and how we just we just ramble. I hope you all enjoy this file. Are you ready to open it? Mm-hmm. 
Well, welcome to the show. <laughs> uh, this episode is uh, going to be a different one. It's uh, it's not going to be narrated. It's not going to be you know written out with me talking about a case. It's just going to be about you know videos on the dark web that me and my cousin watched growing up, and I have my cousin on cousin on today. Uh, would you like to introduce yourself? Um, <laughs> it's his first time doing a podcast. So. You put me on the spot. Yeah. Not really much to say. My name is Cody. Uh, <laughs> I don't, I don't know. We're just here to watch some messed up stuff. Yeah, we, uh, as people know, this show's kind of like the, the dark, bleak, you know, true crime uh, podcast, but... Uh, I kind of want to do some episodes where it's more lighthearted, fun, with, with some comedy. And I wanted to do one with uh, my cousin here because uh, when we get together and we watch messed up, you know, stuff, it gets a little. Which, mind you, we would watch this stuff for like you know, all night long. Oh, up yeah. Until yeah. like 2 or 3 o'clock in the morning. <laughs> so, we, like... we waited till 3 a.m. <laughs> to watch the most effed up stuff. And. We wanted to uh, bring that back. So, w- what you just heard was a video that we watched years ago, and it creeped us out to, you know, I'm sure it gave me nightmares back, and I don't know if it gave nightmares to Cody, but um, it's called I Feel Fantastic, and <sighs> let me just read off, you know, a little article on what it is. The freakiest tales, rumors, and theories ever to catch fire on the web often begin with mysterious video footage. One of the earliest videos to spark the imaginations of countless social media users is a deeply disturbing YouTube clip called I Feel Fantastic. First uploaded in 2009, when did YouTube like become a thing? Around that time, 05. right? 05. Oh, 05? Yeah, okay. 05 was probably the first. All right. So this is a uh, an early bird. Um, first uploaded in 2009 by user CreepyBlog, who has not posted any other clips. <laughs> Isn't that messed oh. up? <laughs> I just posted this one. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> and racking up over 6 million views since then. The video is centered entirely on a pale, mannequin-like character known as Tara the Android, who sings the title through a primitive voice simulator program while bizarre, atonal synthesizer music noodles in the background. I guess I said that right. It goes to, uh, It goes on saying, there's not much more going on in the clip. The camera is locked down, and Tara didn't, doesn't move anything but her head, hands and mouth. That's spooky enough as it is, of course, yeah. But, there's, but the video's haunting reputation originates with two brief moments. Now, this is where me and Cody are like, okay, why is it transitioning to, like, this other shot? Um... Okay. Mind you, we were like 16 when we Yeah, this, we, right? we, we were in high school, yeah. <clears throat> so, 
First, between shots of Tara in different outfits and poses, we are shown a brief shot of an outdoor location, possibly the edge of a grove of trees or maybe just someone's backyard, during which the camera zooms in on a pile of sticks, leaves, and dirt. Second, one of the song's lyrics, if you can call them that, includes the phrase, please leave, followed by the repeated words, run, 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 run. The two odd diversions from the otherwise repetitive theme led to some viewers to suspect the video's creator, who goes by the name John Bergeron, is that how you say it? Bergeron. Bergeron had committed murder, that the outdoor shot shows where the victim's body is buried and that Tara is wearing the victim's clothes. That is so messed up. Well, and to no one that's seen the video before, mm-hmm. I don't know if you've noticed this, and I think when we were younger, yeah. you know, we just kind of focused on the visuals. Right. And what she was saying. Yeah. Have you noticed how tall she is? Like, how tall this thing is? Like, it's almost touching the ceiling. Right, right. Like, it's not like a five-foot-nine android. This thing is... It's, yeah. It's huge. Yeah. And Cody's, you know, you're fairly tall. It probably hovers over you. Oh, it would dwarf me. I mean, this (laughs) thing is gigantic. Yeah. Okay. So, let me read on. Uh, Let's see. Okay, it gets even more in-depth. Oh, my God. The description accompanying the first YouTube post includes a cryptic reference to the Greek legend of... Do you care to say that? Because I don't know how to read. Uh, Pigmalion. Yeah. A sculptor from an ancient Cyprus who believed that all women were tainted and unworthy of love. According to this myth, the artist decided to sculpt the ideal woman from ivory and instantly fell in love with her upon discovering this the love goddess aphrodite pitied that p name (laughs) and brought the statue to life considered the mind scrape of the creator the description continues in whose mind does this appear beautiful in whose mind is this pure near worship are we missing out on his perspective? That mythical reference gave birth to the rumor that Bergeron <laughs> had murdered a woman named Tara who had, for reasons unknown, failed to live up to his standards of perfection. <sighs> See, I didn't know the backstory of this. I don't think we really did look up. I remember them, I remember them, the theory of the killer putting the bodies in the backyard. Yeah, it was that, it was like a tossed around idea. Yeah. But I didn't know it was like, what they call it, like the iceberg. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't realize it was that, you know, when you watch it, it's just, it's creepy, but you didn't, you don't really understand everything that goes into it. Right, right. It's like little hidden. Who's really good at that in filmmaking that has little hidden meanings? Oh, um, well, a few of them are. Yeah. I mean, there's. Like, the director, what is his name? He makes Hereditary, Midsommar. 
Oh, yeah. Aster or something, something mm-hmm. like that. Uh, that just reminded me of that for whatever reason. Um, although horrific tales certainly compounded the mystery, it doesn't take much digging to uncover a more practical explanation for the nightmare's footage. The answer is most likely tied to the an, an, antiquated antiquated robot builders information page, androidworld.com, <laughs> which credits Bergeron, or whatever his real name is, as the creator of the terror robot. The site also contains a link to a collection of five terror videos. Oh, so there's multiple videos. Did we watch multiple videos of Well, I think... From what they're trying to say is there's like full length clips that are no longer available. Right. But people have, you know, spliced all of them in together. Yeah. According to according to what little information can be called from the Cybergum built Terra from roughly two thousand worth of materials with the ultimate goal of promoting her as the world's first Android music star. This is just disturbing. <laughs> Yeah, this is, you know, I know know the point of this is to talk about how creepy this is. Yeah. But to get into someone's mind like that. I mean, okay. Just think, us, and I'm sure most of the the listeners, (laughs) if you make a video like this, even the atmosphere is just, it's so like... Bland yeah. and just... Yeah, it, it's a very... <laughs> the whole video. <laughs> it's a very... I don't want to use the word tainted atmosphere. Yeah. But it almost makes it feel so void. Right. Of like any kind of... You feel emotion, mm-hmm. but I'm sure while you were filming that, there was really nothing there. Ugh. I mean... I got a drink to oh, that. Cr- <laughs> not to mention, but like, let's point out the fact, again, this is for people that are not... You know, this isn't... This is just audio. Yeah. He films these at nighttime. Mm-hmm. It, it isn't like he did this during the day. <laughs> He's like, I don't want nobody to see this. Right? But but here's the weird thing. Honestly, during the day, someone probably wouldn't see it. Right. If you did this at nighttime, imagine imagine the person walking by his house. Or driving by. Yeah. I mean, the window's... Yeah, the window's right. It's right in front of the window. Yeah, but it's the window's covered up, though. It looks like that. Because you, you can see the light. Yeah, you're by right. The, you're right. Imagine that. God. Now, I just read this. For reasons unknown, there have been no updates of Bergeron's project since 2006, and no further news about Terra is available, apart from the creepypastas mentioned above. The decade-long absence set off a new web legend that Terra had somehow achieved self-awareness and killed her creator. (laughs) Okay. So far, no solid evidence have been found to confirm any of these rumors or Bergeron's true identity and whereabouts. Even if the website's info is legit, it still fails to explain much at all, especially that eerie shot of the woods, which seems uncomfortably out of place. Well, that's the story of Tara. Yeah, that's... So uh, is Tara lurking around wherever? (laughs) Saying, I feel fantastic. Well, and you know, to someone looking at it, they're just—they might think it's just some silly video, right? But to to me, and probably to you, mm-hmm. 
this was like our first experience dealing with like the darker side of things. Yes. And it, trust me, it gets worse from here. But. Yeah. And like we said, she yeah, she is almost to the ceiling. Yeah. She is tall as that that lamp, that standing lamp. Um, going back to us being high schoolers and watching videos like this and being now like a true crime junkie, people are really messed up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you, the older you get, the, the more you realize that stuff like this actually does happen. Actually, yeah. people actually really do this stuff. <laughs> yeah, and, and the, the scary thing is, which this has always creeped me out, which I'm not really a big, you know, I'm mainly YouTube and Reddit. That's yeah. kind of where I frequent. Yeah. The scariest thing to me is the people that don't record anything. Oh, like Because, yeah. you know, this guy, and he might have did this for clout. He might have did this for attention. Mm-hmm. Could you imagine the amount of people that just do this for, like, their own... Just for their own off? <laughs> yeah. Just like to their, get off? Their own off. In their like, basement. In either a mental or sexual way. Mm-hmm. Like, could you just imagine? God. Now, this atmosphere... So, we have the podcast set up in Cody's basement. We have... <laughs> we're sitting in the dark, okay? We have a nightlight... And then a lamp or a light it's on in, the other side. Yeah, it's in the distance. But it's covered up by uh, his storage. Um, I was going to bring this up. Just, you know, set the mood. Um, your house might be haunted. Possibly. <laughs> <laughs> Do you care to share what's gone on? Um, okay. <laughs> so... <laughs> I wouldn't. I wouldn't say that I've experienced the most. Right. Um, now my wife has definitely experienced stuff. She's even recorded stuff for me. Oh, okay. So, you know, she'll. I'll come home sometimes, and she'll just be just terrified. Mm-hmm. I think I came home one time around six or seven or whatever time it was, and she said that she was sitting on the couch. And it just sounded like someone had, you know, when you got a big heavy set of work boots, you can't really pick up your feet. Right, right. Well, she just, she said she was just sitting there with the dogs, and all she heard was just, just right in the attic, almost like oh, in the attic. It was in the attic, almost like someone was walking across the attic. Jesus. And the way she explained it, if she, she thought someone was like working on our roof or something. Mm-hmm. So she actually went outside and was like, was someone on the roof or something? Right. No, nothing. <laughs> now, the weirdest moment for me, which for the listeners, you're going to need to do this cause since you have a zipper. Mm-hmm. But I came home one day and she was closing. Mm-hmm. Now, I, I don't know how to explain this. I don't have kids. I just have, you know, dogs. Yeah. When I walk through the door, I put all my stuff down. And I just kind of, you know, you get home, you t- take a little breath. Right. I just heard a zipper. And it was exactly almost like that. Right. But it was just a zipper. And, you know, there's a lot of things you could mistake a sound for. Mm-hmm. What do you do for a zipper? A zipper's a pretty... Direct, yeah, you, yeah. you kind of know what you it is. You know what sound it is. <laughs> yeah, like you can't really recreate that sound with mm-hmm. like saying, oh, where are you? 
That was a terrible uh, reenactment on my part. <laughs> well, you know, you can't you can't shake that off. It, like sometimes I hear like a tapping noise, mm-hmm. but it's my dog. He's got you know little claws. Nails. He's walking nails. Claws. You know, he's walking. Yeah. But how do you how do you even understand how do you recreate what a zipper does? Right. And I just stood there. I just stood there. <laughs> And I called my wife, and I was like, I just heard a zipper, and I'm home alone. She's like, you heard it too, didn't you? Oh. I was like, oh, that just, you know, welcome home is all I can say. (laughs) How do you you relax the rest of the night? Jesus. I didn't know what it was. Jesus Christ. I'm in a house full of guns, and I was terrified. (laughs) I'm like, oh, my God. Jeez, and you're a big brute of a man, too. Yeah, and it's just, it's not really, I guess some people, like, they watch these horror movies or whatnot, and they always think that it's, like, these uh, these abrupt, loud noises right. are the ones that scare you. You know, it's the ones that are off. It's the subtle, you know. It's the ones that gets that little primitive part of your brain thinking, mm-hmm. we might be in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> you know? I just wanted to bring that up because the mood right now while we're doing this podcast is just it's it's the perfect yeah. mood for and, this episode and it, it it creeped me out just because i've always been one of these people that stuff like that doesn't scare me as much as i've never been really scared as much as i get creeped out really easy yeah which is such a different feeling if yeah. no one's ever witnessed it or felt it mm-hmm. it just uh, i don't know we we're just we're big into horror and uh growing up uh we tended to invite that kind of stuff yeah uh, i won't i'll never forget the one time which it could have been uh the generator but it was one oh we're gonna go there yeah it, it was one massive snowstorm back 24 were we, we in great? No, we didn't. Because no. I remember going to school and telling people about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We were in. 2013. It was something like that. Was. And uh, me and Cody, we just lived. Uh, we were neighbors, so I was just walking distance to his house. So it was a massive snowstorm. The power was out. And we decided to. Uh, I think Cody decided to stay the night or whatever. We were at my house at the mm. time. <clears throat> and we were just. Uh, I don't know if we were videotaping because we used to we used to make videos. Yeah. Um but we were just outside in the snow trying to creep each other out and all of a sudden we just was there a sound too? It I can't remember if there was a big bang or I wouldn't say it was much of a, a bang as it was just kind of almost like a, a deadening noise. Yeah. It was kind it was of like light echo. Yeah. <laughs> and the cloud it was it was a bunch of clouds i mean the the sky wasn't clear at all mm-hmm. and the 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 sudden echo happened and then just the whole sky the snow turned orange yeah for like 2 seconds mm-hmm. and we were looking around like what the hell is going on yeah it, it was it was weird yeah. like and the only explanation well, well at first we thought it was aliens yeah <laughs> Well, we thought, thought it was World I of Worlds. Thought, I, well, I thought it was game over. Last person we'll see is Cody. Because you really got to sell, you got really got to sell it on yeah. 
you got to understand, this wasn't like, this was at night. Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. So this was also snow on the ground. So anyone that's around snow, Mm -hmm. even if it's in the middle of the night, you still get that. They kind of color colorize yes. everything with the snow, yeah. kind of brightens it up. And it was such a quiet night, yeah. too. Like, there was, it yeah. was dead. So you're just, we're just walking. I don't know what we're doing. Yeah. Filming or snowboarding or something. Right. Slay riding. I don't know. Pitch black with the snow, so you can kind of see. Yeah. Then this happens. And it's almost anticlimactic. Because it just, <laughs> as, as soon as it happens, it mm-hmm. just kind of ends. Right. And... I don't know what was going through your, your brain, but I just remember like looking over at you, and I was just like, "What did that? What just happened?" It's almost like it's almost like my brain like reset for a second. Right. I was like, I was like, I really hope he's just seen what I just seen <laughs> because if he didn't, are we in a simulation? Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, we thought, you know, it was War of the Worlds or whatever. Yeah, we came back inside. We tried to explain it to everybody what we just saw, and of course they were like, "No, oh, it was probably just you know a generator exploding." Generator or a transformer? Yeah. Well, the generator. If it was a generator that exploded, it should have been a lot closer. We should we could have heard yeah. we should have heard a louder bang, and I d- I wouldn't think it would flash the whole entire world around. No, it, <laughs> no, and. I've even like, you know, I asked Dad a couple nights after, and I was, I just kind of explained to him. He said, "Well, it sounds like a transformer." Yeah, and I was like, "And that's fine, but like, how big of a transformer are we talking about?" <laughs> right. You know what I mean? Like, this looked like a. I don't know if anyone's ever seen a substation. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, it's kind of roughly the size of a house. Yeah, it looked like a substation exploded. Right, and you would think you would hear something about. You know, oh, a substation exploded, but yeah. there was no loss of power at all Mm-mm. anywhere. Nothing. Didn't even hear about it. like I, to this day. Like, I ask people sometimes, you know, that live around kind of around that area, yeah, down towards the river, and no one, like, no one's ever seen it. Yeah. Um. Yeah, and the 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 color of it was like a. Mars like orange. I almost felt like it had like hints of purple. Really? It, but it was like so many like it definitely was orange. Yeah. I can remember it being but, like a very dark orange color. But I think it was more purple as it faded because mm. it captured the color of the sky. Right, right. A little bit more. Right. But it the creepiest thing for me is like you know how do I explain this? We've been in scenarios where me and you both experienced something. Oh, yeah. All the time. This isn't our first. This is not our first rodeo. (laughs) But, you know, I've been by myself. You've been by yourself. We've had experiences. Right. In that scenario where, like, you're by yourself, you have, you know, rational. Like Only you yourself witnessed it, felt it, seen it, whatever it was. Yeah. So you can look at it and go, okay, you know. Obviously, no one was around. Mm-hmm. But for this, it it just makes me feel even smaller. Knowing that, like me and you witnessed this, yeah. and like an entire, let's just say, community, quarter, com- yeah, community, yeah. the whole quarter of like basically our county 
no one witnessed it at all. Right. And maybe you could rationalize that by like saying, well, maybe me and you were the only ones out. Looking maybe we're that, just crazy. You know, looking <laughs> in that direction yeah. when it happened. Yeah. But still, like people look at me like I'm nuts when I'm like, <laughs> yeah. like, no, the sky turned like, it, it just basically, almost like, almost like the sky opened up for a second. It seemed like. I wouldn't say it felt like a near-death experience, but it felt like, like a just a mood just changed mm-hmm. abruptly. It was just fear, yeah. <laughs> like just the unknown. But yeah, I just wanted to bring that story. <laughs> no, I mean that's you know. See, the thing is with this episode, I'm kind of wanting this to be like a you know, a segment of Cryptic Files where. The bring on coding, we just talk all things bizarre. Yeah. Whether it's if it's a true story, where whether it's just stories, ghosts, paranormal, uh, possessed things like Terra. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but um, we have more more to talk about. But uh, I say next time we, we can we can bring up another. Uh, story that we uh, went well, been through. We have plenty. Oh yeah, you know, we, it's not like it's endless. <laughs> yeah. All right. So let's see here. You brought this up. No. Okay. We'll we'll do this one. We'll do this one first. This is another video that we uh, grew up watching. Yeah. Th- this is one that I I cannot explain how much I hated. It's probably one of the scariest videos. I feel fantastic, and this one's one of the most... Yeah, but you know, here's the thing. I feel fantastic. I always say... And yeah, obviously this one's fake. Yeah, yeah. But it all depends on how you capture fear. Mm -hmm. And like, you know, you can see that in a movie, how they capture fear. Right. I feel fantastic is just kind of always kind of at the same level. Mm-hmm. This one, though, <laughs> is, like, kind of weird in the beginning. Right. But once it sets in, your brain goes into attack mode. It's oh, like, yes. oh, whoa, hold on. Yes. What did I just see? And for the listeners, I'll have links to these videos for you to watch. Um, so if if you care to watch this before listening to our, uh, our comments on it... Uh, you should do that right now, but we're gonna we're about to watch it. Fifteen years ago. Fifteen years ago, seven million views. All right, let's see. Hopefully, there is not any ads. Let me. Here we go. Rhythm.
That, ladies and gentlemen, was called <laughs> Dining Room or There Is Nothing. Yeah. Um, I'm going to be honest. That got me chills yeah, really yeah. bad. <laughs> um, do you care to explain what we just saw? Okay, so basically, the best way to sum this up, and people are going to look at this video, and they're going to just immediately jump to, oh, it's in hell. Yeah. No. No and yes, because, you know, I'm not going to get into, like, any religious belief or anything. Right. In my opinion, heaven is what you make it and hell is what you make it. Right. Um, That's hell right there for me. Right. But in this scenario, this is hell, but it's also not. Yeah. Because what you're watching is, you know, it zooms in, and you can't really understand what she's saying. No. And, you know, her face kind of plants in, like, food or soup or whatever it is. Yeah. And a whole, bunch of maggots. <laughs> which I thought was actually, seeing this again after so many years, mm-hmm. I don't know if you noticed, the minute her head went down, it was such a great ambiance that went through, like, the sounds in the background and the flames whippering around. Right, right, right. Then she gets up rather quickly. Mm-hmm. And then... You, <clears throat> States a line there is nothing, yeah. Which, in my opinion, is worse. That not necessarily hell, but the fact that there literally is nothing, right? Which is, you know, I don't know about you. One of my biggest fears is, you know, whatever religion you believe in, mm-hmm. is just being trapped in your own thoughts. Ooh! Imagine having to relive your own thoughts again mm. while. You know, I don't know how to really explain it. Because, you know, I'm not a... That gave me chills just thinking about that. You know, <laughs> I'm not too big on, like, neurology or whatever, yeah. parts of the brain, but... Right. Imagine just you yourself is, is trapped in your own in your own consciousness. And that, you know, Jesus. and you can't build anything new from that. It's all... Repetitive? Well, it, it's not necessarily repetitive, but imagine all the words you ever learned, okay? Yeah. You can only use those words. Right. All the places you've ever seen, you can only visualize those places. Mm-hmm. There is nothing else. It's only what you have created and you've brought to this, mm-hmm. which is terrifying. God. You know, it's like almost if someone just sat in a room their entire life, right? Right. And all they did was drink water and eat a piece of bread. <laughs> And well, bear with me. And they Got pass carbs. away. Well, well, when you pass away, and they just say hypothetically, there is nothing. Mm-hmm. The only thing you can bring with you now is a white room and bread and water, because that's all you've ever known. That's all your brain will allow you to, to do. If you go on Reddit, yeah, all these videos mm-hmm. have so many backstories. Next episode. We'll do a little bit more research on Reddit. Reddit conspiracy <laughs> theories. Oh, okay. If you read that, you will not sleep. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, I'm for it. It's, 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 and I don't mean these posts were like two years ago. I mean, these are... Current? Oh, at least like 16-year-old Reddit posts. Oh, okay. But they had this kind of thought process, and you could always chalk it up to, you know, the 
pandemic made people go a little stir crazy or whatever. Yeah. No, these are old posts and people are laying down some some deep thoughts. Yeah, deep <laughs> thoughts. Goodness. Yeah. Maybe that could be the next episode. <laughs> All right. So, well, we're on Reddit right now. And I I just saw this comment six years ago. Um, not to sound dramatic, but here after listening a large number of creepypastas browsing links, this got to me. I mean, I... I felt like crying only after watching the first 10 seconds and turned this thing off. Then another comment said, I feel the same way. The video is horrible, and it's difficult to explain why. Maybe it's the way she stares directly at you. Jesus Christ, your dog scared the shit out of me. His dogs are upstairs walking around. All right, back to it. Directly at you. The vagueness of her voice, or perhaps the shock of when she collapses onto the table. In a way, and please know that I don't mean to make light of your fear, which must be much, which must have been horrible, but that is what makes this piece of film really admirable. Yeah, it's a very uh, troubling clip to watch. It's it's hard to watch, but it's one of those that. This is gonna sound cheesy, but you actually, you actually take something away from it. Mm. And like seeing this, it's almost like, you know, anyone out there that's contemplating not doing something because of this or that. Mm-hmm. If there really is nothing after it's all said and done, that was your chance, <laughs> and you blew it. And, you know, that was, you know, if you ever want to go skydiving, don't don't just go. You know, well, I might die, I might do this, I might do that, right. You know, maybe tomorrow, maybe tomorrow, but you might not have that. Yeah. And it's a very, you know, this is what a 40-second clip or whatever this is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's these kind of videos that that hit hard. Mm -hmm. Well, just imagine the curator of this. Yeah. His mind, his his, uh, perception of Yeah, like that's the thing people don't realize is people always go, do they see like a piece of like short film or movie? Yeah. you know, this and this scenario, they always go, well, look at, look at the video, look what the video is saying. No, look what, look, look at what the, the mind look what of the creator the... was going through. <laughs> yes. Um, which we, we aren't going to cover it today, but no. the album, I remember the album I told you to, uh, is it, uh, everything at the end of time, everything <sighs> in the end, whatever it's called. Yeah. I, Actually, watch. I skipped through some of it because mm-hmm. it's some of it's a little bit repetitive, right? But there's six stages, and this kind of wraps up into this because you, you watch it and it starts out beautiful music, and that's a little distorted. Mm-hmm. But as you go on, it gets super distorted, mm. and then it's all it's a very like heavenly blissful. After that, when I watched it, I didn't quite understand, but then I looked into it. Mm-hmm. The guy that actually created it was trying trying to express how his grandmother was declining in mental health. Gee. So when you actually watch the album, mm-hmm. it honestly, it made me feel something. Because yeah. when I watched it, you go through the first to like third stage, right? Mm-hmm. And just imagine everything you've ever known slipping away from you. You're not knowing... 
knowing you need to eat, but you don't know how to eat. Right? right? One of right. those things. Right. Well, what he was trying to express was her slipping away and getting more manic and just, you know, taken away from the world. Mm-hmm. And then what you're listening to at the end is basically her passing on, and it's bliss. Gotcha. So now she can, because right in the middle of the album. She doesn't have to suffer anymore. She doesn't have to suffer. Right in the middle of the album is the breaking point. Right. Where it switches, and it's called Now the Heart Breaks. Mm. And there's something about the way creators look at things, Mm -hmm. which is even deeper than what they create. Because it's like, imagine what they had to put into it and had had to go through to give it to you. Yeah. And that, oh God, that just... God, that's that's some deep shit right yeah, there. Yeah, that's yeah. Because <laughs> that's the thing too. Like, in order to create something, you have to experience stuff. Yeah. If if you don't, you're just using other people's experiences. Yeah. In which, in my opinion, is it's so lackluster. Right. Because if you yourself have not experienced something then who are you to tell me about it? Yeah. Why are you telling somebody else's? Yeah, it's just so deep. Damn, we went deep there. Yeah, that was... (laughs) (laughs) Jesus. Uh, Yeah, let's... (laughs) We'll move on. uh, The next one we do, if you want to, we can talk about that album. Okay. If you want to. Yeah, yeah. But also, if you ever look up, like, severe Alzheimer's videos... Mm -hmm. It's something that I've had to cut off, like, either my laptop or the TV and just, like, sit there. Right. Because it's so heartbreaking to, like, watch someone hold, like, a sandwich. And they're like, well, just just need to eat it. And they're like, how do I do that? And it's so, if anyone doesn't understand, it's basically plaque plaque buildup in your brain. Mm -hmm. And it's basically stopping all these electrical charges from accessing memories and thought. Right. And this one old guy watched, he just like sat there and he was like, I don't know what to do. Mm. That like broke my heart. Yeah. That I is was so like, sad. Oh my God. And you take it for granted every day. Yeah. When you wake up and just make you a cup of coffee, imagine not, not even understanding how to take a K cup and put it into a, a Keurig. Yeah. Like your brain won't let you do it. That kills me. That is sad. And that's real horror, by the way. Oh, for sure. Like, people always go, well, demons and and aliens. (laughs) Like, okay, that's whatever. You know, that's possible. Mm -hmm. Possible horror. No, this is real horror that goes on every single day. Forgetting who you are. Yeah. Oh, God. I'm I'm sure that also ties into a lot of the true crime stories as well. Mm -hmm. Like, you'll, you'll lose yourself. Um... So let's uh, let's switch gears, and then we'll come back to uh, like the main story that we'll cover. Because I guess this episode could be like dark web themed, yeah, like creepy videos or whatever. Mm-hmm. Did something break? The thing popped up. No, no, you're good. All right. Um. So. You mentioned this, and mm. I've never heard of it. <clears throat> and this, here recently, I mean, the past few episodes I've been doing stories of uh, Virginia cases or whatever. 
but uh fairly local. Yeah, local cases. But um I don't want to do that for the whole, you know, series. So we'll we'll branch out into Japan, I guess. Uh <laughs> closest thing we have. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so uh we'll let's let's talk about this thing. Uh how do you pronounce this? Inunaki. Inunaki tunnel. Um do you care to share what you know about it? And then we'll we'll dive into this article. Or how did you discover okay, this? Okay, so basically I just came across this. Okay. And you've been in one of these nights where you just, like a YouTube binge. Oh, yeah. And you're yeah, just yeah. like, you're just going through recommended videos like it's no tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. Well, this is basically a, well, a big paranormal investigation spot in Japan. Now, I don't know exactly where. Yeah. Um, but it does have a dark history to it. Um, now, we'll probably read through this. Yeah. And not spoil it. But uh, there's all kinds of ghost, in, ghost uh, investigation videos where people go there, spend the night. Right. And recently, they've had to actually build this makeshift wall. Okay. In front of it, I believe. So people won't come in. The people won't come in, and they still come in. Yeah, yeah. You know how people are. Okay. So, yeah. Um. All right, let me... Let's read this article. The old... How do you say it again? Inunaki. Inunaki Tunnel is said by some to be one of the great three haunted spots of Japan. It's particularly famous for a brutal, brutal murder that took place there. The reports goes as follows... On midday, December 7th, 1988, the burned body of factory worker, I'm not even going to try to pronounce that. Umuyama <laughs> Koichi. Umuyama. I'm just like UK. UK, okay. that's, that's perfect. Was discovered at the, uh, <laughs> this is tough, man. <laughs> Inunaki. <laughs> Inunaki Mountain Pass. Police arrested a group of youths, 16 to 7 year olds, from the... Takawa district under suspicion of killing Uyami by pouring gasoline on him and setting him on fire. Uyami was said to be a very filali. How do you say that? First for me. Yeah. (laughs) Anyway. At the time of the incident, he was on his way home from work. The incident began when the youth approached Yuami, who was waiting in his car at a stoplight. Quote, we need your car to pick up some girls, so quit acting so tough and get out. When Yuami refused, the youth attacked, the, attacked and abducted him where they assaulted him once more. Spotting a break in the youth's guard, Yuami escaped and, despite his injuries, attempted to make his way home. However, unable to get any help from passing cars, he was captured by the group once again. The angry youth tried to throw Yuami off Kanda Port. However, not wanting to die, he clung to the fence with all his might and withstood their assault. One of the youth seeing Yuami like this felt remorse or perhaps fear and suggested they should stop. The ringleader, afraid their attack would be discovered, said to his friends, we're all in this together, and so they decided to kill him. 
They put Yuami in the trunk of his car and beat him with cranks, wrenches, and other tools. They tried to get rid of the body at Ryakumaru Dam. I think I got that right. (laughs) But fearing the body would float, they instead decided to burn the body so it would be impossible to identify who he was and made for the abandoned old Intunaki Tunnel. Arriving at the tunnel, they poured gasoline, which they required in a PET bottle at a gasoline station on the on the way, saying their bike had run out of gas. <clears throat> anyway, over y- Yami's head, he screamed out in terror, and it echoed loudly throughout the ghastly abandoned tunnel. Even before the incident, they were there were many stories about vengeful ghosts in the old tunnel. Perhaps because of this, the youths flinched for just a moment, and Yuami took the chance to run again, fleeing into the forest. So was he on fire while he was running away? Or was the gasoline already? Or was it just gasoline on him? I'm assuming he's on on fire. Jesus Christ. The youths called out to him, we're not going to do anything, so come out. We're not lying. Okay, so he's okay. just... He's, oh, he's, he's just got gasoline he's on. He's got gasoline on, okay. which is going to burn. Yeah, and they're obviously lying. Yeah. <clears throat> Having suffered such violence, it would be hard to believe such a statement. However, for some reason, Yuami believed them and made himself known. Dude, why? At this... I mean, I'm, I'm not trying to, like, ruin this. <laughs> yeah. But, like, the, the true crime is coming out of me now. It, right. I'm like, no, if someone, like, abducted you... First off, tried to steal your car, threatened you, abducted you, beat you, Poor tried gas- to kill you multiple times, poured gasoline on you, and now you're like, oh, well, that might be a good person. Now you're in a creepy tunnel. Yeah, like, no, no. <laughs> n- nothing what they did is, oh, jeez. All right. The youths captured him for the third time. They stuffed, they which, stuffed Riff. Okay. I have to say this. Yeah, okay. Mentally, he might be done. Right, right. Mentally, he might not be a hundred percent there. Right. That makes sense. The youths captured him for the third time. They stuffed ripped clothes into his mouth, tied his hands and feet, and repeatedly hit him over the head with a stone. It said the blood sprayed from this flew far enough away to land on the, gr- on the guardrail nearby. Yet he still wouldn't die. And begging for his life, the youth once again poured gasoline over Yuami and set him on fire. Yuami struggled violently, riffling in pain as he still asked for help. It said that burn remains of his clothes were also found scorched on the guardrail. Driven mad with pain, Yuami ran all the way back to the entrance of the tunnel where all of the strength finally left his body, and he collapsed. The youths left, and they wanted to check that Yami was actually dead this time. So they returned to the scene and made sure he was no longer moving before returning to Fukuoka City. Jesus Christ. Here we go. After a bar afterwards, the youth were heard cheerfully boasting, We just killed someone. Set him on fire. Yami's cause of death was said to be blood loss from the head, 
It's impossible to imagine the pain and suffering he must have been in, his body being set alight until he finally died from blood loss. Yami's body was discovered at midday the following day, and the youths arrested shortly after. So, it's good that they found those bastards. Yeah. Uh, there's the trial. Now, let's see if we could find... I didn't know, I didn't know first off, it, it went to that extent. No, I didn't like, know. I knew, I kind of knew there was a murder there. Yeah. But I didn't know it was all that. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now let's watch the uh, video that we have up. Right there. Inunaki Tunnel. Yoko so. Over here it says wan wan. Wan wan. It's what dogs say in Japanese to bark. <sighs> Wish I had somebody with me. Hey guys. We made it to That's the main shit. entrance of the New Tunnel. We're going to go in this thing. There's like a step ladder. There's the rope. It's really bright, but... What am I getting myself into? I'm going to go down that. Oh my god. Okay, so <laughs> we would go there, wouldn't we? <laughs> Me and you. You kind of have to. Yeah. Like if you have our mindset, you almost kind of have to. Yeah. Like to the, to like the normal person, I'm sure they want to go see. They want to go see like you know, right? Like the beautiful mountainside of Japan, or the <laughs> wonderful fresh like fish markets or zoos. Yeah. Or, Wonderful temples of the old. No, not us. No. It's like, no, give us your creepiest, oldest spot that definitely someone was killed at. Now, my my girlfriend, Erica, uh, she likes, you know, horror stuff. She likes true crime stuff as well. But not to an extent like me. Like, we went on a trip to uh, Stanton, and mm. the Stanton Railroad's apparently haunted. I was like, let's go to this, and uh, we'll, we'll visit this haunted spot. And she was down for it. But then... I'm like trying to set up another, you know, uh, like a travel weekend getaway, mm-hmm. and she's like, "Nothing scary. Doesn't have to be scary all the time. Why, why don't you want to stay somewhere where it's nice and and uh, and just safe?" <laughs> no, no. I mean, <laughs> let's like, go to something messed up. Yeah, because once you get that, once you get that feeling that almost like something's underneath your skin. <laughs> it's a weird feeling like you yeah. don't want to feel it but you also kind of want to see how much further that goes right you want to know that you're safe but uh, uh <laughs> I don't know it's it's something about creepy. yeah but also like you know there's differences in like safe like, yeah. I always feel like people do that they're like well it's not really safe I'm like no it's not like I'm like you know Camping outside like a drug den or something. Right. You know. Right. Like, I'm not going to put myself in that position. No, I mean, we're just talking some spooky stuff. Yeah. So we're just, you know, we're we're conversating and we're watching the rest of this video. This guy just walking in the tunnel. The tunnel has a lot of graffiti on it. And what did he mention about dogs? Um, 
the graffiti on the outside. There's SpongeBob. Yeah, there's SpongeBob. Right there. The graffiti on the outside. Um, what was it? Wong Wong or whatever he said. Yeah, was basically uh, what dogs you know, dogs barking. Hmm. Which kind of had it's a place bizarre, but, but it also goes in like maybe goes into like the Howling Village. Ah, uh, yeah, what they're talking about. Yeah. So we. It feels like we have been to like a haunted tunnel like thing before. Were you ever down here at the right underneath mom and dad's house? Yeah. The train tracks? Yeah. You know, like where the tunnel meets the tunnel down there? Yes, yeah. Have you ever been down there? Now, that's an active railroad. Right, right, right. It's a little different, but it's kind of got that vibe. Yeah. We have to visit something like this. <laughs> what is... There's a couple places that are... What about the... What about Parrot? A bridge in Parrot? Underneath of it. Doesn't it kind of give that vibe? That's what I was thinking is that of. What that is? Yes, because there's graffiti there and... It's not like walking up to it like this is. Like yeah. this you actually have to like... Yeah. You know... Uh, Trespass. Well... <laughs> Trust me. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, you kind of have to maneuver yourself down there. Yeah, yeah. Um, okay, so we can move on to the main topic of the this episode. Um, as you know, we've been watching uh, creepy videos and this and that. And if you don't know already, the title of it is this episode. I'm sure it's going to be Dark Web. Mm-hmm. haven't <laughs> made it for certain yet, but... Um, on the safe side, just do... Dark Web Part One. Yeah, Dark Web you know. One. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, well, the main the main story of today is uh, the topic Red Rooms, and you never heard of it, um, but I mentioned I mentioned a little bit of it off air. But let me just read off what a Red Room is, if you don't know what it is. A Red Room is basically a live stream on the deep web or dark web where dark web criminals will take people that have been kidnapped and kill them on camera, pretty much. So it's basically a live stream or old clips of just snuff film. Yeah. They amass large audiences of dark webbers who are either curious or are into murder-slash-snuff porn. The audience will open polls in the chat box and decide what should be done with said individual. The victims are usually murdered in horrific fashion by saws, cutting, and torture, etc. Jesus Christ. Now, today we're not going to watch any of videos like no. that. Because, <laughs> uh, yeah, no. <laughs> you don't want me passing out on the episode. But I came across this story of a model, a British uh, model was kidnapped in Milan and held for six days in a remote farmhouse. And her name is Chloe Alling. I think that's how you pronounce her name. And the title of this article is uh, People Didn't Believe Me Because I Wasn't in Tears. Apparently, it was. it's a big controversy because when she came out talking about it, uh, people didn't believe her because it's just like, I guess how she presented it. Yeah. 
Um, there is a video somewhere that I have pulled up. What did they tell you about why you'd been kidnapped? And then it took some time before he came up to me, and he sat on the single bed um, beside me. Who came up and sat by you? The boss. Did you recognize him? I didn't recognize him at first, no. Did you recognize his voice? No. Why did he tell you you'd been kidnapped? Well, he said, I don't know if you remember, but I briefly met you in Paris. He was Andre. He, he said he was Andre, yeah. Like, he was the one that I met. But you didn't recognize him? No, he had sunglasses on at Paris Airport. So uh -huh. I just didn't connect the faces. But once he told you, did you remember? Once he told me, yeah. What does he say? He says, I've just seen your advert, you're online for sale. And then I say, what do you mean for sale? And then he explains about sex trafficking. He said, you've been kidnapped for sex trafficking. Was there a price on your head? It was 300,000 starting bid, US dollars. Jesus Christ! What were these pictures here? So that was obviously taken when I was drugged at the studio. That was not when I was conscious because oh I don't God. remember the photos being taken. Okay. And then the, the second one with the thing on your stomach there, what was that? That was the Black Death logo. And then underneath it was emails of how you can contact uh -huh. Black Death to buy me. What is Black Death? It's obviously some kind of a cell group on the dark web. Maybe I shouldn't type this in. That's going to be tricky. Urban Dictionary. Oh. It must be... Yeah, it must be what you said. Like a... Like a message... Who did they tell you Black Death was? Oh, a massive criminal organization. Okay, there we go. Oh, <laughs> oh God. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Damn. All right. So there we go. Let me, uh, let's read this article. So we just witnessed some photos of her lying down. Uh, she did, she did look drugged up. Yeah, she was unconscious. Um, let's see. She walked into the British consultant in Milan and claimed that she had been released after six days of captivity. She had turned up for a modeling assignment in Milan. A lying told officials been injected with a tranquilizer, ketamine, stuffed into a hold-all bag and driven 120 miles in a car boot to a remote farmhouse near Turan. Turin? Turan? Turin. Turin. She said she had been gagged, was unconscious for much of the journey, and was later told she would be abducted as a sex slave on the dark web for 300000 She spent three weeks in Italy while police investigated before returning home to south, in South London, then 20 and a mother of one. She recounted her story to a TV report, reporter, in her mother's front garden. Wearing hot bands and a low-cut top, she smiled, posed with her dog, and seemed to enjoy the intention. I feared for my life second by second, minute by minute, hour by hour, she said. But she might as well not because she, 
The image of a young woman basking in the spotlight overpowered her words. That's interesting. Yeah. Um, the first thought in my mind was, as a model, you're kind of, you know... You're kind, out there. You're kind of narcissistic in a way, you know? Well, yeah. And say this is true, and she acted like that, maybe that's just her narcissistic behavior of all the attention's on me, even though this really did happen. Right. Yeah. Maybe. I don't know. Reporters started to scrutinize Alan's story. If she was telling the truth, why would she be caught on CCTV footage in an Italian village holding her kidnapper's hand? Oh, interesting. <laughs> well, maybe she, he made her. I don't know. It could be. Let's read uh, on. It could be either hold my hand or I'll break it. Yeah. Why did she agree to share his bed, and why did she go shoe shopping with him while captive but not mention it to the police? Mm. Before long, the questions became accusations. Alleged kidnapper, 30-year-old Lucas Erba, claimed in court that they had dreamed up the perfect the project together to help her out of financial difficulties. He also claimed their plan was based on the plot of a recent release film by any means in which a minor celebrity is kidnapped and that he was in love with her. That's interesting. It's now almost a year since she was kidnapped. Today we meet in a ramshackle photo studio in East London, reminiscing of the lockup where she was drugged in Milan. The place spooks her slightly, she says. She is here with her agent who masterminded her book deal, another thing she had been criticized for. Soon after the kidnap, she dumped her modeling agent, Phil Green, for Sigton. Skeptics said that this was a sign of her ruthless ambition. Alling said it was because of Green had compromised her safety in setting up the chute from which she was abducted. The more you look at it, the more the more you look at it, there is not a single aspect of the Chloe Alling story that is controversy free. So is she telling the truth and just is in love with the spotlight of it, or is she faking it? Okay, here we go. What, what I didn't realize was that it, for you, it's actually still hard to accept the truth of this story because you were so invested yeah. in the story that he told you himself about the Black Death and who he was and what was going to happen to you. And it was only during court, really, and hearing the truth unfold that you even learned what happened. Yeah, of course. Like, the whole time that I was with him, I would ask him questions. He would answer in so much detail. I would never, ever doubt what he had to say. Um, and even the three weeks I was um, kept in Milan by the police, I still was, like, living in fear, like I had no security or anything. I was like, there's other people out there. The guy that saved me is yeah. in jail, but the, the bad guys, the Romanians that took me, they're still out there. And I don't think they were understanding that and how worried I was. Right. Um, so I was just... I was panicked all the time. And then when I got to the pre-trial hearing, all these new details were coming out. For example, the pictures of me drugged were on Luke's phone. And I was thinking, well, how is that possible? And he wasn't even at the studio. And 
that he ordered the ski masks, he ordered the black bag, and it just wasn't making sense to me. Yeah. So I was reporting back these details to people in the UK um, using the consulate phone, and they were all trying to get into my head that it's just him and an accomplice. It, it can't be this big thing that he's telling you about. Yeah. But I just found it so hard to believe. Yeah. Well, yeah. Holly mentioned the, this Black Death thing. So, uh, so he told you that he was an assassin for an organisation called Black Death, a violent group of Romanian traffickers that uh, that you were being auctioned on the dark web as a sex slave for two hundred and sixty-five thousand pounds. Jesus. Jesus Christ. <laughs> okay, so basically, the the controversy is this Luca guy is claiming that Chloe wanted to create this idea so that she'd get more publicity. Mm-hmm. However, he's in prison now. For actually kidnapping her and wanting to sell her to the Black Death. (laughs) So, we're both just now discovering this Black Death uh, group of people. And it sounds pretty messed up. Uh, They said they met on... he's, He's claiming that he met her on Facebook, planned to kidnap together because she told him she was cash strapped. <laughs> so, this stuff really does happen. Yeah, and like, they're like, they're not even taking it serious. No. They're just like, like the they're, article we just like seen. Yeah. Notice the fact that they didn't go like, try to, they didn't try to say kidnapping. Yeah. They literally went kidnapping. <laughs> it's like, no, quote. there is no quote-unquote kidnapping. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She was kidnapped. Yeah. And they're basing, basing it off of her reaction. Yeah. Everybody reacts different to traumatizing events. Yeah. You know. And I could see, I mean, come at me, come at me at, at, if you want, but to me... If you're a model, like a hot model, um, you're Case obviously, point, by the yeah, way. you're obviously, <laughs> yeah, obviously, you have this narcissistic, you know, yeah. thing, and if if behaving in a way uh, where you don't show emotion, mm-hmm. maybe that's all it is, and she just that's just how she is. But um, I think maybe the next episode we should dive more into this Black Death <laughs> phenomenon. Yeah, definitely do some research on that one. Yeah, I'll uh, on the inst- on the uh, social media. I'll post uh, the photo that we saw of this Black Death group. Um, but that's pretty much all we have for today. Uh, like I said at the beginning, I think we're going to have this an ongoing segment where I come to Cody's basement, <laughs> turn off all the lights, <laughs> and start talking about, you know, the paranormal, uh, aliens, end of the world, getting kidnapped, <laughs> you know, childhood <laughs> stories, 
murder, of course. Kind of tie it all in. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Just a ramble fest of of horror. <laughs> um, maybe we'll have it a little bit more organized this time because we just figured out, we just discovered this uh, this Black Death group. Uh, yeah, Black Death group. <clears throat> so I definitely want to dive more into that. And there was something else that I wanted to dive in with Cody, but it it's... The, the longer I looked at it, the more I was like, this needs to be a one-topic episode. Maybe a, a multiple-parter as well. I won't say what it is, but it's it's messed up. <laughs> but um, uh, follow the show on uh, Apple Podcasts, Spotify. Give the show a five-star rating because that helps out with the, uh, the algorithm and everything. But um, Cody, thanks for being on. Uh, we'll have to do this again. We'll have to tell more childhood stories. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. But uh, thanks again. I enjoyed again. myself. I enjoyed, <laughs> I enjoyed your time <laughs> and the beer. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, thanks, everybody, again, and uh, we'll catch you later. Well, I told you it was going to be a silly one. Are you feeling fantastic after that? (laughs) Like I said in the episode, I think me and Cody are going to have a segment on the show, you know, to brighten up the series from time to time. I had a blast with him, and I always do, as you all can tell. The Black Death Group really caught me off guard. I will definitely have to look into more stories on them. Um... I hope everyone has a great week and a great month. We will see if I can cook up another episode before a big case. And yes, there's going to be a big one. Again, if you all would rate and review the show on Apple Podcasts, as well as subscribe to the show wherever you listen, it will help the show out through the algorithm, which will ultimately show the podcast to more listeners. Give a five-star review if you think I'm worthy enough for the five stars. And lastly, watch your back. It is cryptic out there.